Starting a new workout or weight loss plan is hard enough. Am I right? I mean, how are we supposed to make it happen? Which plan do we choose? Who do we trust? There's so many things in question. So when we actually do start to see the change, the difference, the success that we want, it's almost like the miracle that we've been waiting for. However, there is this weird thing that can happen and it has happened to me when it comes to winning with weight loss and wellness. It's this strange phenomenon where you're actually making the change, but your feelings and the things that you tell yourself are quite the opposite. I don't really know what else to call it other than winner's remorse. That's what I want to get into today. I felt this recently when I was training for the 8K that I'm going to do this fall. The other day I just went out there and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do like two miles. And I ended up doing four four miles, the first time ever without even stopping. I was next to tears excited for myself. And I was like, look at me and my badass self. I am doing the thing. I was so super proud of myself. Felt amazing that day. However, the few days after the fact, I started to feel that quote remorse, that stress because I had always felt that I was incapable of doing the thing that I had just done. My mind was telling me that what was happening was wrong. It's like all of a sudden the old beliefs creep up like skeletons trying to come out of the closet and tell you, you are incapable. You can't do it. It is impossible. Stop now. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You are going to lose. But my dear listeners, that is not the truth, not whatsoever. I'm going to talk about that today with my favorite human on the planet, my husband, Frank. Then let's go ahead and let's get started on the Incognito Athlete Podcast. So, so glad you made it today. I'm Erica, and this is the Incognito Athlete Podcast. What started as my 100-pound weight loss journey has turned into something so much more. See, I'm a woman who is out to make change in my own life, to live a happier and healthier life. And in doing so, I unlock the mystery behind weight loss. It's all in our mindset. So now as a wellness mindset coach, I am here making it my mission to share all of the things that I have learned with you to make weight loss and wellness easier, more doable, and forever lasting in your life. I mean, who doesn't want that one-way ticket off of the weight loss roller coaster? I know I do. <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> That's right. So again, I'm here with Frank today, and we want to talk about winner's remorse. This is something that we literally were talking about right before sitting down here mm -hmm. to do this episode. Now that I've shared a little bit about my own experience with winner's remorse, I really want to just pose some questions to you, the listeners. This is an interesting and new concept maybe to some of you, but it, it is kind of commonly um, called self-sabotage, you know, in amongst our culture. It's that feeling, that compulsion to do something or to feel a certain way that actually contradicts what you want. And so as hard as you've been working to make some progress in your own life, tell me this, have you ever had the urge to still go through the drive through and indulge in like a Whopper value meal? I know I have. 
have you ever felt that you wanted to go to the bar and down some beverages with your friends, maybe even shut down the bar and make it a real night? I know I have. The thing is, this is maybe what you've done in the past, but it's not who you are now, not the person who is out to be healthier, to take care of your body, to lose the weight, to incorporate fitness and exercise into your life because you know your body needs it. So there is a resistance. There is some sort of a conflict happening. It can be so, so challenging when we actually start to meet those benchmarks, like that four mile mark for me, or maybe, you know, have you ever lost 20 pounds and then all of a sudden you're ordering pizza again? I've done that countless times. (laughs) So think about that a second. Pause the podcast even if you just want to sit with this idea for a moment, because this is a concept that is all too common and is maddening (laughs) at the same time. So let me just go ahead and stop babbling. I want to pass the mic over here to Frank because I know, Frank, this is something that you've experienced too. And I'd love to have your perspective that you can share with folks as well. Yeah, I've I've dealt with winner's remorse on several occasions uh, before. And it is, it's that weird feeling that after a sense of accomplishment, you almost feel like you'll you didn't deserve to accomplish what you did and you start backpedaling. You start feeling bad for yourself. For me, the, the first example that comes to mind and it's come to my mind several times as I've accomplished different things throughout my life. But back in my dark ages, before I even did CrossFit, you know, I, I went on a weight loss journey because I was near 300 pounds and I had lost about a hundred pounds. Wow. And so what I wanted to start getting myself into, which at the time it was like all the rage Spartan racers were popping off and savage race and all these different things. So I wanted to do that. And the first time I went out there and uh, did a savage race, I was able to uh, convince a couple of people from work to come and do it with me. So that was fun. So I kind of had people lean onto, but then the next time I go and do a savage race, Mm -hmm. which was, in the fall, I did the first one in the spring, the second one in the fall. I did that one by myself. Couldn't convince a single person to come and do it with me. But you still did it. But I still did it. Oh, I, I worked hard and I trained and I went and did the race myself. But as soon as I was done with the race, the adrenaline wore off. The mud was off of my body. <laughs> uh, when I came back home, there was no one there to celebrate with. Uh-huh. Nobody was there to celebrate with me. I wanted to celebrate during those times, I wasn't around a lot of like-minded individuals mm-hmm. that had the same sort of mentalities and thoughts that I did. So I ended up reverting back to the old, my old ways of thinking of how to celebrate. And rather than celebrating by just hanging out with good, uh, like-minded people, I celebrated by myself. I went to the store. I bought a case of beer. I bought a big family-sized bag of tortilla chips. And I proceeded to make myself this giant casserole-sized dish of nachos. And I sat on the couch, and I stuffed my face. I'm pretty sure I finished that whole thing of nachos throughout the night, and I polished off 12 beers, so I finished the whole case. It took me about two weeks to three weeks to get over that remorse that I was feeling for myself, that I was like, I don't have anybody here to celebrate with, so... Why even bother it was doing like, any of these things? So yeah, yeah I, I I didn't I didn't exercise for three weeks after that race. No kidding. And there wasn't anything for me to get that like you know pat on the back so to speak. 
from somebody else. Do I need that pat on the back? No, looking back, hindsight, no, I don't need that pat in the back by somebody else to feel accomplished. But back then, because I wasn't around so many like-minded individuals or I didn't have enough, I didn't have those inspirational people in my life, I reverted back and I started feeling sorry for myself and I kind of went back to that old frank way of thinking and celebrating. Yeah, it's like you didn't have that inherent pride in what you'd done and all that you had worked for. And then on top of that, you didn't really have a healthy way of celebrating. Mm-mm. You no. you just kind of did the the same old same old. And I I totally get that. Oh my gosh, like if you're going to go big, go you know, yeah. if you're going to yeah. go, go big. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. exactly it. And that's what I did. And it, uh, like I said, it took me three weeks just trying to work on my own self to get myself back to a point where it's like, all right, now I got to get back in the gym and get going with things. And even doing that, getting back into the gym at that time, it took me two weeks to get, you know, knock the rust off, break off that, uh, you know, that soreness. To, and just building that callus back up of being back in the gym and going through a routine again, you know. And you're not talking about the physical. You're talking about, like, the mental and the emotional. Oh, yeah, definitely the mental callus. That's, that's interesting, Definitely yeah. the mental callus more than the physical callus because the physical things, it's like, I could do the physical work. Yeah. But it's, the yeah, it's breaking that mold, you know, that stuff that's been instilled in you for so long. Did you Did you ever at any point feel like, I mean, like, what's a word to describe? Did you feel inadequate? Did you feel like you were not a winner? Like, what? I, I felt undeserving of the win that I accomplished. You know, and I had... Because se- nobody was there to celebrate no, it? Because no one was there to celebrate it with me. It, yeah. Because the first time I did that race, I did it with a team. And our goal, my goal for that, for individually, is that I didn't want to fail a single obstacle. And oh. I didn't. And I didn't. That's impressive. So now... The next time I went out there, I'm by myself. I'm like, what can be my new goal for it? Mm-hmm. Well, on top of not failing any obstacle, which I didn't do, I fa- I completed every obstacle. My se- second goal was to finish the race in under two hours. Mm-hmm. And I did. I finished it in like an hour 53. So I was close to Jeez. that two hours, but I finished it in under that two hours. And when I was like, I, ha- I had that small inclination to just stay at the, f- at the fairgrounds, mm-hmm. stay at the fairgrounds, be around this community. Mm-hmm. And I didn't because I was like, no, I need to go home. Well, I and need- you're going to have that awkward turtle moment where you're like, oh, I don't really know anybody. Yeah. What are you going to do? Go make yeah. a friend and have a beer? Yeah. I mean, you I know, know. I'm not just going to wander around or anything yeah. like that and just start poking my head into people's tents, <laughs> you know? Um, as much as you want to. Yeah. And yeah. I did because... Even to this day, and this is maybe a little bit of an overshare, even to this day, I don't have, I, I can count on the one hand the amount of like close, close friends that I have down here mm-hmm. in uh, Georgia. But during that time, that number that I counted my hand was pr- pretty much non-existent at that point. So there was nobody to pat, uh, pat my, uh, give me a little pat on the back or give me some encouragement or anything like that. This is where a lot of people will say, you just got to be gritty, you know, and mm-hmm. you just got to keep doing the thing. And yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, practicing an instrument or learning how to ride a bicycle. You know, you fall down, you get back up, you fail, you try again. Yeah, sure, sure. That works. But when it comes to something so like deeply affecting like that, I challenge that thought. 
and suggests that we really need to look at it and we need to learn from it Mm -hmm. because it could take a really long time to, you know, fall down and keep getting up again. I mean, I think actually my life story is, is evidence of that. Like Mm -hmm. how many times have I been on the weight loss roller coaster? Honest to God, it might be like 10 plus times where I would lose 20 pounds and then I would gain it back. I mean, even on this hundred pound journey, I had like a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. as we would call it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I packed on a few pounds. So then I had to lose it again. You know, that focus and staying in it and understanding it is so important. Mm -hmm. And so like, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know, we're, we're almost like a car, a machine and we are wired in a certain way to believe certain things and to behave in certain ways and that's kind of like where your nacho and my pizza stories come into play right like that's how we were able to celebrate and feel good Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people can relate to that i think uh, many of us have unhealthy relationships with food but unlike a vehicle or a machine we can be rewired in different ways and still operate. In fact, we can be we can um, operate maybe even more optimally. Mm-hmm. And I guess some, you know some cars can probably like I think about the Fast and the Furious. Put some NOS in that system. Yeah, hit it with a couple of uh, shots. <laughs> anyway, okay, I digress. But it's like in order for us to continue to operate well, we need to revisit our wiring and we need to revisit how we operate. Does staying up until midnight and then getting up at 5 a.m. for work help us? Does running through the drive-through and loading ourselves up with 2,000 calories at night and you know 50 plus grams of fat help us? Is that me- helping us meet our weight loss goal? Well, no, it gets us farther away from it. And so, you know, there's that component that's so very critical in order for us to proceed, right? I, I agree with you. It, it, yeah. it, we can be wired in many different ways and we do can, and we can operate and we can operate for the better. Um, to go with that, because I went through that experience, it helped me to learn that I don't need those types of pat on the backs. I don't need those to, uh, to have all kinds of people around me to celebrate for myself. So in a way, I was able to be rewired and now I work more optimally. I work better than I did back then. Mm-hmm. So I was, I rebuilt myself. Yeah. You know? And so this winner's remorse that we're experiencing, the very cool thing about this And the very surprising thing about this and maybe the secret about this is that it is completely normal. Mm -hmm. So it's just part of the process. For our listeners, I would just say this is where the detective work comes in and you can actually get really excited about it because you are in control of this. You can make the decisions. You can choose what works for you and what doesn't. So relish this moment. Embrace this moment. Be happy about the fact that you actually even see this. Because a lot of people also still live behind the mask and they just believe these limiting beliefs that they'll never run. I'm not a runner. Mm -hmm. I can't run. I'm not fast. I'm just big boned. I will always be fat. My genetics tell me so. All of these things. It's all a bunch of malarkey. 
And so while you are in this moment, you're actually learning, growing, evolving, and shifting your life for the better toward what you actually want. And the fact of the matter is you're safe in this moment too. I kind of came up with this metaphor that I think really works well, especially with this car analogy that I came up with earlier. In describing our past habits, Frank, Mm -hmm. I kind of liken it to us driving down like a main road in Vegas. You know, it's like party central. Lights, music, tons of people, lots of distractions. It's a totally fun atmosphere, right? Right. You know, and why wouldn't you want to be there? Why wouldn't you want to be part of it, partake in it? Everybody's carefree. That's the way we want to live kind of we want to be happy we want to be carefree but do you really want to live like everybody else you're not everybody else we're frank you and i are not everybody else and that's why you know we have diverted so many different times like readjusting our path Mm -hmm. so that we can continue to grow and so that's what i would say for listeners too it's like okay you've been driving down this this long stretch cruising but Now that you've made this decision to be well, to lose the weight for good, you're taking a new path. And whether you like it or not, it is a mountainous one. It's beautiful with its scenery and new opportunities, fresh air, but it is curvy and steep at times. It can be really, really uncomfortable, you know, and that's what we're talking about with this winter's remorse. It is not always going to be comfy cozy. Although we might make it over one hill, we might be unsure or nervous about the next, you know, can you like your own little vehicle and machine make it over mm-hmm. that next peak? Mm-hmm. And even for you, Frank, do you deserve to get to the other side based on like story? That was something that you were kind of thinking maybe. Yeah. At, th- at that time I didn't. That's a pretty deep topic, but it's something that we all really experience, you know, wanting to be successful and wanting to be better. We, we have that doubt. And so because, you know, all of these new curves and turns and everything are so new, there is that uncertainty, fear, and discomfort. Being uncomfortable at the top of that mountain is going to make us want to go back to Vegas, right? Right. We are going to revert and do things that are going to sabotage our efforts. Although you are safe here, you may feel so strongly that you're not and that it's even wrong that maybe you just need to stop maybe you need to make that plate of nachos to be somewhere that is comfortable but the fact is we have to remember that once we get through the mountains and scale the peaks it is smooth sailing after that once you lose the weight and get yourself to a healthy place understand yourself better and have built the healthy habits you are on a gorgeous country road driving through amber waves of grain brimming with all the plentiful things in life. Not one of restrictions, but one of beauty, not of disgrace. One of peace, not of pain. One of authenticity, not one behind a mask. Right? That's amazing. And so it's like we got to just embrace the fear and we've got to be able to trust in ourselves and know that we actually deserve it. Mm -hmm. We deserve to cheer at the four mile marker we deserve to cheer at the end of the spartan race it's a muscle it's a muscle that needs to be built and strengthened over time and experiences are only going to help strengthen you 
Yep. And, and just that, that determination and dedication. And so that's where even at this point I would ask, you know, our listeners here, what are you doing right now? What did you commit to that is bringing up these feelings of uncertainty about your worthiness or your ability or potentially even fear about what is around the next corner? I've heard people say things like, I am, I have so much anxiety going into the gym. I am so anxious about trying to get started. I don't like to work out in front of other people. I, I could never do 75 hard. That's too hard for me. I, you know, and it's just, Mm -hmm. I want to tell every single one of those people, I want to give them a hug and say, that's a fat ass lie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can do anything and you're going to be okay. It's probably going to suck like ripping off the most giant bandaid on the planet. But like those going through those mountains, you're going to get through it and then you'll be smooth sailing. That's it. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So dear listener, what do you choose? Are you going to choose that life of the shining lights that are hiding false promises? Or are you going to choose a life of peace, freedom, security, and success? I know this is intense, but this is what I'm living for right now to help you. And so I want to close out, Frank, I know you've got some ideas too of how we can get over this hump. How can we get to a point where you're comfortable putting on those sneakers, going into the gym, signing up for the 5k, whatever it is. Here are a few tips that I want you to take note of. Take what you want, leave what doesn't work for you. It's all up to you. Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about is your mantra. Like I said earlier, it's so important for you to be start telling yourself things that are true. I am safe is my favorite one. So think about what you can say to yourself in those moments of fear that will help you. Number two is actually looking at that moment and deciding if your emotions are telling you a truth or a lie. That's all you need to say. All you need to discover is anything bad really going to happen if you take that next step? And then in that case, you can revert back to number one. Mm-hmm. You are safe. Right. <laughs> Frank, what do you have? Uh, the first one is to, you know, have a friend, have a buddy, have an accountability buddy, <laughs> somebody that you can rely on to help you and encourage you when times are tough, mm-hmm. that, that they can help you to keep you on track and on pace. And the other is have a coach. Have a coach in whatever it is that you like to do, somebody that will be there for you to help strengthen your strengths, and you'd be surprised how much that does for you, not only physically, but mentally as well. I love that, honestly, because yes, it's great to be (laughs) self-sustaining with your own support, but we can all thrive by surrounding ourselves with people who believe in us and can remind us when we have those weaker moments, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. We're all human. I also have a couple exercises that I definitely encourage you to download. I'm going to provide you with um, a winner circle poster. Okay. It's just something very simple and cool that you can print out and you can include all of your achievements, big or small to this poster, maybe for like a month's time to reinforce the fact that you actually are a winner and you are making progress even when you feel like you're not. If you want to go a, la- a layer deeper, I have what I call my self-integrity inquiry worksheet. This is going to help you learn more about who you are and what you actually want. 
especially based on your new weight loss and wellness goals. I highly encourage you to give this a, a download. These are free resources. Just trying to put some stuff out there to keep this thought process going for you so that you can keep this great, productive internal conversation going with yourself so you can reinforce the truth about yourself because you need to know you are meant for more. You are more beautiful, more significant than any other trend, TikTok video, group of gossips, narcissists, or false prophets. You have a purpose and you are achieving your own masterpiece of happiness and health. If you are looking for additional support on top of these resources, email me at erica at unmaskedwellness.com. You can always check out more podcast episodes too and, and get, download all these resources at unmaskedwellness.com. Frank, I'm super grateful that you were here with me today. It's so nice that we can talk about these things that can be difficult, but I think in sharing them with each other and especially with the audience, you know, it, it helps me to feel less remorseful of even my failures. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a topic that is somewhat hard for people to understand at first because a lot of people that do go through winner's remorse don't even know they're going through it. Mm -hmm. And so I think this helps to really open that conversation up. So thank you for having me to, to talk about it today. Always a pleasure. Folks, thanks again for listening this week. Remember this, reset, restart, refocus but don't you dare ever give up on your dreams. You are amazing. Now go out and make it a great day.